Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Pete, I went for a... I went for a fabulous run this morning and mm-hmm. I thought of you. Oh, yeah. I say fabulous only in the sense that I. you're diving straight in it. like it. What with the podcast? Mm. But yeah, we, yeah. We overtook him like 20 minutes ago, Pete. Yeah, about 1K into the descent. <laughs> this is the sound of our evening. <clears throat> Go for quite a long time in this podcast, but you get the picture. So this is the sound of. Uh, Basically, the sound of Courchevel, the sound of the Alps, the sound of a beautiful, sunny July evening at the Tour de France, going wasted, just going west because you're going to spend the whole evening in a traffic jam. Um, we actually have done a, played an absolute blinder of an exit with David getting his um, <laughs> his Courchevel strategy oh, spot on. Serious guys, what's happening here? This is that. Oh, the ambulance accident. coming from from the crash. Yeah, yeah. So an ambulance is coming down because actually. <clears throat> uh, there was at the bottom of the, the <laughs> descent of Courchevel it looked like a cyclist had come to grief and he's being evacuated so I hope he's okay because that was grim but it is chaotic coming off a he or she I should say it's chaotic coming off a mountain and uh, the combination of like team cars the police everyone working on the race who is now deep into the third week and like on the ragged edge of their nerves uh, and then you know lots and lots Tens of thousands of people who've been up the mountain, and then people, you know, locals caught up in all the mayhem and everything. It's it's not surprising that occasionally it just goes wrong. We we did kind of snatch victory from the jaws of defeat there. Yeah, it was a great strategy, mm. and it all hinged in in a funny way on Ellen Van Dyke going back to the Netherlands. It did actually. If oh, you think, oh yeah, yeah. Like, if, yeah. You, if you think back, I butterfly, think effect. Butterfly, butterfly effect, butterfly yeah. the butterfly effect. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Can you explain that, David? Uh, what the butterfly effect? Well, no. Well, as it, uh, yeah, well, <laughs> I've yes, that one before. No. But as so it's like in a as cascade of events. To, yeah, yeah. So we've got three of us in the car now. Um, we decided at the top we had Bromptons at the truck. I came out. I was doing studio afterwards. Studio afterwards. How was that? Uh, in, was the Ellen, in the Ellen, in the Ellen Van Dyke roll. Van Dyke roll, standing yep. in the middle. It's um, like going back to 2019, wasn't it? Good old days. So well, well, I began good, like. Um, and actually thinking about it, it wouldn't have changed anything. Oh, no, because Ellen would have been on set. Then she'd have had to get on a Brompton and come down the hill, which I wouldn't have been comfortable with. No. Because I wasn't very comfortable about me and Pete doing it with hindsight. I was pretty comfortable doing it. But now, after seeing the accidents and stuff, yeah. you think, eh. mm. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. so we, <clears throat> we well, you I, did your commentary bit. Well, you just disappeared as soon as the race was won. Yeah, I you just were jumped. Like, <laughs> out. Change your shirt to, into a broadcast shirt. Um, and and jumped onto the set, and then I I had to carry on doing sort of solo commentary for a bit to see your poor old Tade Pogacar come over the line, um, and various other bits and pieces before you, Gary and Pete. So I've got pe- a slight slight war wound from our near get down there, David. Look, see that? Oh look at that! Oh wow! Yeah. So you got caught up when? So anyway, uh, you cut 
this is so confusing for the listeners. Yeah, you I then messaged me yes. having done, when the live show came off the air, and my response. You knew because you obviously normally do the live commentary with me. Uh, in terms of the commentators, that's us done. Yes, that's us done. Yeah. Now then, they, we have to regroup and do the highlights sort of chat afterwards because you're waiting for more interviews and information mm. and stuff. Um, and obviously, you're involved in that. So you then have the brainwave of right, Ned. You get, grab your stuff, get in the car, and get off the mountain. Start that's descending, up. yeah, 28 kilometer climb off the Courcheville. So I, that's what I did, except uh, briefly I got held. I was one of the first people to start the engine of any of the sort of press and technical official cars. And I thought, brilliant, I'll just nip out here. And of course there was someone from ASO saying, no, 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 c'est fermé, c'est fermé, vous attendez ici. And um, well, I waited there for about 20 minutes until like there were maybe 20 or 30 cars revving and just inching towards this poor guy with a lanyard around his mm. neck and a whistle and um he was looking stressed and any minute now it was going to blow and he he eventually kind of bottled it i think he said okay vous partez, vous partez, and let us out in little streams of five but then that was it i was clear and i got down the entire descent pretty much headed for a petrol station and all of a sudden you guys appear boom like that yeah it was a pretty beautiful plan because we had to wait around for like maybe half an hour it was like an extra stuff. 20 minutes of concentration, though, on the descent. Yeah. Oof. It was a long descent. It was like half an hour in the Bronx. Went on forever, didn't it? Yeah. 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 But yeah. you had a little schlugy moment up at the top before you left? A few, sl- few well, schlugy moments, actually. Have you? We would yeah. have to rewind a, a bit again before we even left. So after, so while you were sitting in <laughs> we the car park revving your engines, yep. uh, Pete and I came off set, went back to the truck, because Gary's going in watching all the interviews, which probably we should do as well, but we're not that professional. No. Remember no one's I, as professional as Gary. No. Yeah. That was brilliant. I was like, so, wow. <laughs> That was so good. What was that? Tell it's me about that. Jumping forward again, so we're uh, then called back on set. <laughs> like half an hour later, once yeah. all the interviews are covered and Gary's been in the truck, he's like, comes out of the truck, like ready to go. We <laughs> go back on set and then we're standing there and then uh, one of Gary's first questions was, um, <laughs> Taddy, so Taddy Pogaccia, he uh, said he was actually genuinely worried about losing his podium position and Pete just looked at him, just surprised, went, wow. Because <laughs> I hadn't seen the interview. Yeah. And I hadn't. Well, we just walked over after <laughs> Sorry, a bit of sleep, didn't we, David? <laughs> yeah. And good. I completely, wow. and I don't know if it's because David was there, and it was quite relaxed anyway, wasn't it? Yeah, it today? was very relaxed. Uh, you know when you just almost forget you're on set a bit? There's highlights, so you're always a bit, you're always a bit more. Are you? A little bit more chilled? Yeah, a, little a little bit relaxed, bit, yeah. Because yeah. you don't have to be so on it. Yeah. Do it again. Uh, waiting for Gary to ask the question and but it was, yeah so anyway so Gary said that to you and you went wow I was like wow, wow. And, I was but, like, okay. and I was like better do it again what did he say <laughs> I don't know actually but yeah. Pete you've been doing quite a lot of that like, what do you think not, Gary not on the set or on camera <laughs> but I've noticed over the last three weeks just in the car you've been not so much wow but you've been <laughs> you've been quite often you've been going when you know you say something quite interesting or amazing or you see a mountain out the window that looks really good in a sunset or something you go <laughs> <laughs> which i think is very sweet this makes me laugh so uh, anyway the schluging so, so yeah so oh, while yeah. gary's in the truck watching the interviews pete and i are just kind of loitering outside and we're like 20 Being meters away from the fence that, where the riders are coming across the finish line seeing this one years and they have to roll by mm. literally by the fence to oh, get back to the God. classes I missed this yeah and Pete was like <gasps> should we go and should we go and have a look and I was like yeah <laughs> so we just went and stood by the portaloos <laughs> leaning on the fence kind of just mm-hmm. watching and kind like of saying hi in, you know? and kind of saying hi, congratulate hi, hi. I, I said hey uh, hi Mathieu you've got to either be really yeah. confident or yeah. not do it or not do what it. I realized. you've got to commit yeah. yeah, you've got to kind of risk failure and yeah. that they don't recognise. We were basically just another Wout shout. 
you know? <laughs> well, <laughs> but Dave, yeah. did you go for like all the big names or did you have some hipster choices? Like, did you get like Adrian Petit or anything like him. that? Yeah. We're yeah. Uh, Toji. Uh, yeah, didn't do that actually. Yeah, we um we were going kind of Anglo Anglo Saxons. Yeah. Well, maybe people, you, I mean, you know. Pete, Pete yeah. was left to hung out was hung out to dry by Simon Clark. A little bit actually, yeah. Were like, you Pete? Yeah, and that was repeated like Dan moment as well. Mm. Was it? What? Yeah, Simon, actually, Simon, Simon, yeah, Simon, yeah, <laughs> Clarky, yeah. It was that. <laughs> was it Pete? A little bit. <laughs> yeah. No, he's not having that. Don't no, uh, no, it was. It was. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it was, <laughs> <laughs> and then when he, then you know when what he I mean? Did, then I, when he I've got long hair, put on a few kilos. And what, Simon? That's yeah. fine. I'm then, comfortable with who I am. It was brilliant. Then, <laughs> so when he just completely ignored Pete's repeated calls, <laughs> Peter said, looked at me and said, beat him when I was uh, when I was the first year on the 23 and he was fourth year on 23. Oh, yeah. 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 That's Straight brilliant. Like status. Well, That's yeah, like, didn't want to talk to him anyway, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. yeah, so, uh, yeah. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I was first year under 23 he was fourth year under 23 beat yeah. him wasn't that, that that one day race in Italy yeah Capodaro I've heard that story I've big heard one. that story big big win big win I wonder if he remembers it as vividly yeah. as you do but anyway but then then, yeah. then the nicest guy in the peloton the friendliest <laughs> who's that Edvald Bersenhagen oh, yeah. Edvald Edvald came up and stopped and we got a selfie that's what it sent to you and then he just stood there and chatted for ages but then it put us in a real tricky situation because we were hoping to get Peter Sagan because we were sure, we because Pete knows him, we knew he'd stop. We knew he'd stop. <laughs> get Peter Sagan. Uh, it's so like a sticker there. collection. It's and, and like Ed's just there, just kind of chatting to us, but not oh. need, uh, not going. Are you um, when he's talking at this point? Are you looking just past him slightly? I down was kind of looking. I like, was one hundred percent, and I could see Sagan coming. We were like, uh, oh, oh right, we've had enough of you now. I thought yeah. you just, you know, I felt like saying, go, go, go and get, recover. Go just and get to your team, boss. You know, yeah, go and yeah. Anyway, yourself. you, 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 you go, Edwell. So, because yeah. you, you, yeah. I mean, um, mm. gosh, did he have much to say for himself, Edwell Bosenhagen? Quite a bit. I'm tired. Mm, yeah, oh, bit it was really lovely of him to stop. Just really and hang humble out. and yeah. I mean, he's got a smile that could like play a thousand candles, isn't it? Mm. Yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah, yeah. Um, but then Peter came by and. Obviously couldn't stop, but then he li- literally lit up, waved to Pete while like a mouthful of food. And <laughs> so his funny, eyes were so big and yeah. like, lit, weren't they? It was like, and he was just so happy to see Pete and just carried on. Yeah, basically. And then Eddie went. Uh, did, did you not even get a little bit of a hey? Yeah, oh yeah. Oh yeah, hey. completely. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Very good. Oh yeah. He looked well That's funny. good. And then, oh, Rigo. Rigo got a reply from Rigo. Nice. Nice. Mm. All your former teammates? Mm. Yeah, it makes a difference, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Not just like some weird guy yeah. with a microphone bloody attached to your head. Because mm. we still had all our stuff, <laughs> all from our stuff on. Oh, I see. Right. Yeah. 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 Oh. Oh. Uh-oh. Phone's ringing. Who's Hello, that? James. Hello. How you doing? Mind you, have left a 15 inch MacBook Pro. Um. Yeah, oh, I might. Mm, Anyone left sure. a MacBook? Pete, not me. Pete might have done. I'm not sure. Does it have a little kind of slidey thing on the front for holding something on it? Uh, I think it's mine. Think, sounds like it might be Pete's, James. Was it on the. Yes, please. Was it on the truck? We'll at the, the back truck. of the truck? Just. Yeah, just bring it to the hotel. Bring it to the hotel. Shall I bring it to the hotel? Yes, please. Yeah, that would be great. Thank you, James. Thanks, James. Okay. Cheers. 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 Right. <laughs> well, I don't know how much you might have heard of that on the pod, but uh, Pete has left his laptop at the top of the mountain in Courchevel and James. We think it's Pete's. We think it's Pete's. 
Mm. Um, James is very kindly going to bring it to the hotel later. And oh my God, those guys, those guys, they're still at the top, David. Oh. That's going to be a long evening for them getting it's off. A long haul. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Um, Cadell Evans has been in touch. Nice. Cadell, brother Cadell. Brother Cadell was up the mountain today working with the, uh, David, what's the name of them? Moo Cycling. Moo Yeah. Funny it's, name. It's true. Uh, yeah, I don't know why it's called Moo Moo. Stuart O'Grady's um, Australian comes to Tour de France and they do other events as well. Yeah. 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 And, and Pete and I this morning, I think we passed Sports Tour International. Is that, you, that's my that's, that's the company you work with. Yeah. Yeah. So they, there were quite a lot of people actually organising rides. Yeah. Let's yeah. just rewind this podcast a bit. Back to your run this morning. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, that's where we started. That's where we started. Yeah, <laughs> what? I got up a quarter to seven. Uh, ding, daylight. Even though it was one of those rooms where it had the old electric shutters, didn't it? Yeah. It takes ages. I was so hot. But what I find really satisfying about those is they have the little perforations and the holes in. So you can choose your perforation level. You can per- choose your perforation level. But I love that bit where if you want to go for full blackout, right at the last minute, it goes and just yeah. blacks them all out. <laughs> I like that. It's very satisfying mechanically. Um, anyway, it let a bit of light in, so it wasn't a full blackout. And enough for me to go ding, and I thought, off for a run. And I started running up the Col de la Loz, not on any of the race route today, a different approach to the Col de la Loz, and discovered that there was <laughs> two ways of doing it. One, you could run on the on the road, on the tarmac, which is kind of like, I don't know, 6 7%, very steady gradient, hairpin, 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 hairpin. Or the mapped out like paths that honestly... That, that like basically do the shortcut of the hairpin and uh, you know the type yeah they cut the cut the corners and, oh my god so it's half an hour up on those parts and it's just like 20% like gravel track isn't it the whole way so it was it was, I was absolutely broken but I came and I thought of you that's how the podcast started yeah, I thought of I, you yeah. thank you yeah <laughs> you've reminded me I'd forgotten I thought of you because I came back a different pa- on a different path to where we were staying in um, what was it called Les Bains, no, Breed Les Bains, thank you. What a lovely little place, actually. Never been there before. But from our hotel called the Le Ch- Chalet Hotel, which is very nice, actually, really friendly people, um, we could hear when we got there last night, we could hear the sound of a raging waterfall not too far from <laughs> David's reply. Cracked me up today. What was that? <laughs> what was your? And he was obviously listening to a commentary when we were off air, and I was like, "Oh, I'd love to get under that." And he was just replying to Pete, "If you put your head underneath that, you break your neck." <laughs> Pete and his love of water. <laughs> you do love water. Yeah. So that and that's exactly what I thought of you this morning. So I started running down. I found a different way into Brie les Bains, down another path that took took me down the side of this amazing waterfall. That there's something about some alpine streams and, and little rivers have this. Uh, water that's kind of chalky coloured. I don't know what mineral it is. Well, maybe it's chalk. <laughs> kind of turns the water white, which, uh, you know, because it's slightly bluey green. So, like, like Dr. Dow would know. He would know. Dauer von magnesium, maybe? He would definitely know. No? I'll, I'll say magnesium. Hmm? I, it's Here we are at the waterfall. <laughs> Can you imagine? The, c- <laughs> <laughs> The beautiful water is coloured this crazy magnesium chalky colour. <laughs> but the reason for this, on the one hand, is so simple. But on the other hand, you have to go back 10 million years <laughs> and drill down several kilometres beneath the crust of the Earth's surface to find out why. So come with me, guys, and we'll go exploring in a in a dinghy off this waterfall to the bottom in Breedley Ban. Come with me. So, anyway. Come with me. 
Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Um, but it was lovely because so it comes comes kind of rolling down these r- big boulders, and then every sort of Every 20 yards, it would collect in these little pools. Oh, oh no, it didn't. It, honestly, Pete, oh, it was perfect. God. How and close to the, our hotel was this? Literally around the corner. Oh, you're joking So if me. you'd got up early, you could have done that. The, ah. uh, the path was called the Sentier des Bagneurs, so which means the path for the bathers. So every yeah. sort of like, it had all these little spots where you could just access the water and get and jump in. Gutted for you, Pete. Fuming. Opportunity lost. You've like, you've like been looking for that the whole tour. The whole tour. on your doorstep. N- Nirvana for Pete, yeah. Mm. Right, so um, uh, a breakaway went. <laughs> yeah, breakaways. <laughs> yeah. Oh, what happened with the breakaways? But it was Lido today? Trek forcing it, EF as well, Lido Trek won. Um, they did a really good job again with Mads Pedersen and... Skelmos. 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 Um, yeah, they made a really good group, but then it kind of went, then it came back, and then Jumbo Visma shut it down, and essentially it was kind of just flat out, wasn't it? And um, Jumbo Visma wouldn't let it go, but then it went, and that was the break. Yeah, that was that was the kind of the story of the day. Um, I, I mean, really, the story of the day was how good was Felix Gal? Um, very good. Answer very good. Because uh, I really thought that Simon Yates would. I don't know. I thought Simon Yates would because he's so he was so measured with the way he responded, with supported by Chris Harper. But I thought Gal's hit out too early there. First Tour de France, Queen stage. Can Wait. I just bring up something here, though, in the post-race interview? Brilliant. Brilliant. Simon Yates did not know the climb. What? Yeah. And, David, it's such a, a it's weird like climb, isn't it? You had to have seen that. Ed Valbosenhagen didn't know who Felix Gow was. What Ed Val- That doesn't surprise me. Didn't know. Ed Valbosenhagen, I've heard this story that makes me laugh so much. It was, <laughs> And it comes from... You've heard it, haven't you, David? Probably. And, um, probably you were on the race. Um, yeah. The Dauphiné in, in around about 2009 or something, or t- 2010, where Bosenhagen was doing amazing things, riding for whoever he was riding for. Wiggins, I guess. And, um, you know, doing a kind of ripping... Wat van Aerting in the time climb. trial at Dauphiné, I think. Wat van Aerting on the mountains and ripping, mm. you know, t- everything. tearing yeah, everything straight. In 2010, it was insane. In t- yeah. 2010. And then someone told me, so I can't remember who, that um, the, at the end of one of these stages where he'd done this turn, uh, he was waiting outside the Team Sky bus and Ivan Basso came up to him and went, are you Bosenhagen? And he went, yes, sir. <laughs> and <laughs> Ambassador said, never do that again. That hurt. And Edvard kind of went, ah, like that. And then when Basso r- r- sort of rode off, he turned to whoever he was with and went, who was that? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but he's one of those guys from elsewhere, isn't he? From outside of cycling. Yeah, the, um, in the 2010 Dauphiné, what is it? It's the circuits that finish on the world where... Salonge. You, were you there, David, in that race? Probably. Where David who, has who no won it? Le Monde. Um, what, Eno? Eno won Eno, Salonge. Salonge. With the climb. Yeah, the time trial yesterday went through Salonge. Okay. Yep. Yeah, anyway, Edvald, basically, the break went and Peloton sat up and there was like one climb before we got onto the finishing circuits. 
it's how good he was. He came on the radio to Sean Yates, who was the director, and he said, oh, Sean, can I jump across the break? Break had like over two minutes. <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, yeah, if you feel good, go for it. Just hit this climb, just went bang, straight across to it. And then won wow. from the break. Wow. Oh, wow. Yeah. Crikey. Final stage of the Dauphiné 2000. After we recorded the podcast yesterday, we got a bit stuck in traffic and all sorts of things happened, and we got, had to divert off the motorway, and we started accidentally driving along the route of your... Um, Yellow oh, jersey yeah. on the Dauphiné in Abbeville, didn't they? Yeah, we did, yeah. Mm. And that, yeah, there's all sorts of memories. So it's not just, you, your history of the Dauphiné is not just the notable achievement of being the first British winner on the top of Abdouez, but also uh, your yellow jersey. Yeah. Yeah. We did mention David, what are your memories of the Dauphiné? Um, I feel like I get a lot of Dauphiné heat. Yeah, I used to... Oh, you crushed it. I really liked Dauphiné. I <laughs> did used to like Dauphiné. My, my 2003 was... When I was in kind of GC mode, and I was racing against Lance Armstrong and Iban Meyer at the Dauphiné. Oof, that was madness. <laughs> but that was fun. Yeah, that was pretty crazy. And then, oh, this is a good one, actually. I think it was 2000 and, oh, what would it be? 2010? I think it might have been 2000 or oh. 2009. Fast oh, forward. Fast forward, seven years. Six I was in there if it was. So let me have a think. Anyway, I was again, I was going really well in, up there in GC. <clears throat> On Saturday, it finished in Briançon, and me and I can't remember. Oh, Svein Tuft decided, oh. decided we'd just ride to the hotel. Ben bloody tough. So we decided we'd ride to the hotel. We ended up doing like seven k's of gravel up a mountain. Oh, lost. No. I was, it was at my end of mountain stage, dehydrated to hell. Yeah. <laughs> so basically, doing everything wrong. Got back to the hotel just on my hands and knees. And then a big mountain. I so said it was the Friday. Big mountain. Another big mountain day. The next day, and I was just creeping. <laughs> <laughs> and then I was flying again the last day and I was like well it's just ruined my whole Dauphiné by trying to ride home from the ride hotel ride home oh yeah. my word that's from some some of my memories from Dauphiné yeah yeah. first time I did the Dauphiné I got selected for it really late for some unknown reason first year pro and um, went over the Col de Glandon in the front group Wowzers. wow and I was like there's, there's like a group of 20 who was like then you went down and finished on Alp Duas I was like oh my word because I'd only been pro six months I was like this is, this is it. Like this is this is where it's at, you know. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Was that your first "this is it" moment? As a well, it's just like I mean, how what, am I do- what, what a moment. Yeah, 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 yeah. Gosh, couldn't believe it. Yeah, that was G- yeah. G was there that year. Yeah. Nico Portal. Yeah. So back to the race. Yeah, but so Felix Gall, Edward Bosenhagen. That's the reason we're talking about that. He hadn't heard of Felix Gall. I mean, I'd heard of Felix Gall. I'd noticed because I watched a lot of you racing, obviously. Gal. Gal, you do. Gal. Yeah, Gal. Felix Gal. Um, Aust- Austrian. Actually, he's one of those hyperactive kids who um, came to cycling a little bit late via the triathlon route mm. sort of thing mm. and um, was signed by the Sunweb development team and, you know, did a couple of years. I think he did one year as a pro with Sunweb before um, AG2R. Wow. Sort of Bora are after him now. Oof. Yeah, with the whole Germanic roots thing. Yeah, I'm not they, a German rider, but a Germanic. They love an, they love an Austrian rider. They love an Austrian rider. Yeah, so he did. He did all those things like taekwondo and climbing and this, that, and the other. Dead flexible. <laughs> Dead flexible. <laughs> but this is. I mean, I don't. I'm not particularly surprised by what Felix Gall has done at this at this Tour de France because I think this is. It's been coming actually. But I was surprised by how brilliant he was today. And especially because that breakaway was full of absolute... It was just a hit list, wasn't it? Of brilliant riders. It wasn't the kind of... It wasn't the kind of breakaway 
guys, we got all the normal suspects. I don't know. Is this disrespectful thing to say? It wasn't Lillian Kanjan. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? It wasn't the guys who are just really strong, but they're not specialist climbers. It was just littered with had the top, had four of the top ten on GC in it. Yeah. You know, of whom he was one, um, but 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 he was tenth. So in theory, he was the sort of you know, the weakest of them all. He just rode away from them all. It was Brilliant. from a long way out and held it held it to the to the line. Mm. And then um, and then Pog and Ving. Something that I gr- I reached straight away for Pog rather than Ving, but, but no, because emotionally mean, Ving, that's yeah. the headline, isn't I it? I think it's for everybody. I think I was genuinely moved by his little radio thing. Best bit of radio we've had at the tour this year. That was oh, amazing. Yeah. Just it justified the entire it, experiment. The, yeah. I'm gone. I'm dead. I'm dead. I'm gone. No, yeah. I'm gone. I'm dead. I'm, I'm gone. I'm dead. Yeah, it was yeah. extraordinary. Actually, it was, wasn't it? Yeah. It's like wow. Yeah. And he spotted it just before because he dropped back and just undone his jersey, which he never does. And you know what? The fact that you mentioned Adam shows how selfless he is, because in that moment you could get so caught up in your own. But I think that was race. his DS. I think it was his. Oh, DS. was it? Yeah. yeah. The only thing that was Pogart, it? Yes, it was. Yeah. The only oh, thing, right. No, but I mean, it's did he not, not say that? No, it was. No, it was he just d- said, "I'm gone. I'm dead." Oh, he said, "I'm gone. I'm dead." Oh, okay. and, and very. Quick. I was going to say that is like fair play. No, very for, quick for someone from. Yes, but oh, okay. I mean, but. But I think that's a totally legitimate point because there was that amazing bit that when I was doing my world feed commentary and I commentated on my own Pogacar over the line, um, he came to a halt with um, Rafa Micah and Adam Yates and Mark Soler because they were all the Manton domestics who were there with him. And um, after he'd kind of collapsed and you know picked himself up from the bars and the microphones were sort of there and faded up, you could hear a little bit of what was being said. And Pogacar... Almost, almost the first thing he said was to inquire as to whether or not Adam had secured his podium place, you know. And also, he he, he said to Rafa Mika, what, what 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 did what was the race for you? And Rafa mm. said, I dropped back to work for Adam. And then he turned to Adam Yates and said, and did it work? And like in the podium. Um. So I think that's pretty much exactly what yeah, he would I have felt. I felt like but Adam almost it was hard for him, wasn't it? Because he was happy with his ride, but obviously good. Yeah. yeah, with so the outcome, it's just like how do you sort of behave and hold yourself in that moment? Yeah, yeah. I think it's 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 amazing for them though to be both on the podium if they can hold that. Yeah, you know, it's that's pretty good solidarity and kind of builds that team spirit for the future. There's mm-hmm. no doubt because they're going to need it because Vingegaard's so incredibly awesome. It's well, I mean, you know, a year on, we've learned everything's changed. Yeah, everything has changed. Now we know that what happened last year wasn't a flash in the pan. Now we know that Pogaccia, as mighty as he is, can't beat this rider at the moment. No, and he's going to have to. I don't know. I, I don't, don't know how he. I don't know how he does it. Don't think he can. I don't think he can over three weeks. It seems mm. not. And that's an amazing journey to have come on for him, for us, for everyone. Over the last, it's not even the last three weeks. It's the last seventy-two hours or whatever. Yeah. Although the writing was, you know, the, when you think back, that that slightly tired attack on the day before the rest day where he couldn't shake him off mm-hmm. with those accelerations that had worked to that point were just the beginnings of the cracks about to show. And, and with hindsight, you know, you look back to Vingegaard saying you don't win the Tour de France with bonus seconds. Yeah. Um, but, but, my word, Vingegaard's margin of victory now, I mean... Seven and a half minutes, and and the, and the chance, the possibility, the you know, there is a possibility that it could be a double-digit lead. 
And I would, yeah. I mean, I guess lots of you listening to this have probably worked it out because probably all over social media or whatever, but I don't know when that last happened, certainly at the Tour de France. Oh, a double digit victory. I mean, I wrote a book about the 1923 Tour and we're talking about 15 minutes and I found that so quaint and laughable, you know, mm. and Bartekia lost 15 minutes to Henri Pellissier. And I'm thinking, blimey, we're kind of almost into that sort of territory, which doesn't happen in the modern era. Um... Does yeah. it mean it's going to happen, though? No, it doesn't mean it's going to happen. It doesn't mean it's going to happen. Pog still wants a stage win as well. Surely. Do you think he's over it? Well, he gets in a break. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just... <sighs> Why not? Well, he's, he has won a stage. Why not? Yeah, he has won a stage. He has won a stage. Took a bow. Oh, he did, yeah. 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 Oh, God, yeah. I forgot about that. Don't, tell, don't ask me where it was. Um, it was the first day in the Pyrenees. It was. No, second yeah, day. It was Oh, it was that one. Second day, yeah. Yeah. Your memory... Oh, so he's got a stage win. Yeah. And it's oh, that's f- yeah, you can just shut it down then, can't he? I'm so jealous of David's memory. It's, I know, it's it so works good, so well. It? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it works really, but it's, it's, yeah, it's always worked really well. It's because it's got visual memory. Just remember pictures. Yeah, it makes maybe. it easier. Maybe. Um, finally free from the traffic yeah yeah we've broken free two hours 20 to go so for, it took us three hours 40 minutes yesterday to do 75 k's mm-hmm. huh that's Alps just to just to back up your the disdain you hold the Alps in Ned yeah. the, the, this is the reason kind of get it well now, you yeah. guys you guys school me all the time and I learn so much from you but I think there's two things that I've managed to convince you of over the course of the last couple of weeks. One is Alps beat Pyrenees, hands down, in, in every respect. You mean Pyrenees beat Alps? Sorry, Pyrenees <laughs> beat Alps. Oh, I got it wrong. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and Jonas Vingegaard descends better than Tadej Pogacar. Yeah. And that's, but uh, everything else I learned from you. <laughs> um, anyway, so Cadell Evans, <laughs> Cadell Evans has promised to send me a voice note. Yeah. Let me just check my phone to see if he's done it. Oh, I can't see. I haven't got my specs on. And also we're in a tunnel. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. Uh, that's literally just a blur. Oh, is he? Is that? No, that's me replying. So he hasn't sent it yet. Um, so we'll probably sign off this pod, will we, now? Yeah. And then a- any other business? Anyone got anything You know, anything else they want to get off their chest? Or No. No? No. And if there is a Cadell Evans voice note. But if there's anything you want to get off your chest, you know I'm there for you now, don't you? And David. Yeah, cheers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. thanks. Yeah. Um, just us three in the car is weird, isn't it? And the, uh, the, the, the seat that was occupied by Marcel Kittel, Cadell Evans and Ellen van Dijk has now just got two massive empty crisp packets on it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just the listeners are aware, I sit in the front and drive the you kids. two around in the back. The kids. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> I so tend to like hop in the front now. You do, there, you do, you do. Yeah, you switch up. around. Yeah. Well, so we're going to stop for dinner and then you'll probably afterwards, you'll just get go in the front, front yeah. and you'll yeah. get in yeah. the front. Chat yeah. David's head off. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're leaving the Alps, guys. We're leaving the Alps. Happy days. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, Hello Fresh is your guilt free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello 
Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm-hmm. 